0: Finding a balance between business and life absolutely impacts how you show up for both. My name is Jenna and this is Building Balance. On this podcast, I dig into ideas, strategies, and tools around how you can increase your time freedom as a business owner and make real progress without overworking. I want to help as many people as possible experience more balance between business and life so that they can reconnect with why they started a business in the first place. If you'd like to get weekly actionable thoughts on how you can build more balance, make sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. In light of the new name of the podcast, I thought it would be fitting to share a few things that I've done to build more balance into my life as a business owner. As I share these things with you, I want you to know that these are things I do strive to practice as much as possible, but I, of course, don't get them right all the time. I mean, quote, unquote, right. And that's okay. Being intentional part-time, 50%, 60%, 80%, it feels so much better to me than how my life would look if I wasn't being more intentional. I mean, I know from experience what that's like. I used to feel overworked and overwhelmed all the time um, for the first few years of my photography business. I always felt like I was running behind. And even though my photography business looked good on the outside and to other people, it always looked like I was doing, you know, a hundred different things, but very effortlessly It definitely did not feel that great on the inside, um, behind the scenes. I guess what I'm trying to say is that you don't need to do a perfect version of how you want to experience balance to be a happier human. So let me get into the five ways that I've built in more balance into my life before I start rambling and going way off my notes. The first thing. Is that I take care of myself. I have learned the hard way that taking care of yourself is non-negotiable. And it's not just me. More and more stories of burnout entrepreneurs are popping up. Finally, people are realizing that constant hustle doesn't guarantee success and it definitely wears you out. And science has shown already for a while that the hustle and grind type success is rarely accompanied by happiness and well-being. So what I do, I spend a good amount of time outside. I go walking or jogging. We go hiking. Um, I just move my body in ways that feel good. I don't really try to force any kind of particular exercise. Um, We eat mostly homemade food. And... I make time to see friends, though of course that has been a bit limited in the past 18 months. Not just because of what's been going on in the world, but a few of my closest local friends have moved away too during this time. I also try to make time just for fun. I've realized that I've let things like hobbies slip off my schedule since I started my business, really. I used to craft and sew and make a bunch of things with my hands and, well, I just enjoy it. It's so relaxing and it's so nice to see something happening in front of your eyes, seeing an instant result. I mean, I've dabbled with stuff every now and again, but it hasn't been very consistent. So I've been adding more creative time into my weeks in the past year or so And during the summertime, I also keep a little garden of edible stuff on our balcony like herbs and we've got a bunch of peppers out there now. And then last week, I started a six-week pottery wheel class. So every Tuesday, I got to be done with work by 2 p.m. to make my way there. And hopefully by the end of it, I'll have some cool pots and some new friends. Usually I take a pretty decent lunch break uh, in between work and usually Nova our dog needs to go out around 2 to 3 p.m. for a little bit so so I usually go outside with her for like 15-20 minutes and now that the weather is cooling down I'll probably start taking Nova out after lunch instead of the usual um, morning walk. This way I get an extra hour of work time during the morning when I'm most effective, most focused and have the most energy. And then I get to air my brain out in between work cuz my brain is usually pretty mush after lunch to be honest. So being able to go outside at that time feels really good. It was really good last year, last winter, <laughs> I mean, California winter, but anyway, in summertime it's too hot for well, for me, but mostly for the dog. So I'm excited. I'm excited to be in this season again where I get an extra morning hour back. So, my point is why, you know, I'm bringing this up first is that you are the tool, you are the vessel, you are the everything of your business. So, if you want to make just one change to make your business do better, make time for your well-being. It makes you more effective, more creative, and helps you think more clearly. And then thing number two, I don't use a running to-do list, which is probably something you already know by now if you have listened for a while or followed me on on Instagram. So the thing is that to-do lists are in theory great because they do free up mind space that would otherwise be occupied by you trying to remember all the things and worrying about remembering all the things. But a to-do list is not really a proper plan for for how to get things done or for how to work towards your goals. For example, the to-do list usually consists of a mix of stuff that are on the scale from very important things to what I call junk drawer tasks, just things that you're throwing on there um, whenever you come up with them, regardless of of how big or important they are, right? And because a running to-do list is basically impossible to catch up on in just one day, it can feel like you're always running behind. So a few years ago, I went through my very extensive to-do list. I mean, I had a notebook or maybe two or three filled with to-dos, and then I needed to have an index at the start of those notebooks to to know which types of to-dos were on each page. Like there were... Um, client work, my photography business stuff, but then there were lists of like marketing tactics to try or social media changes or whatever, all kinds of stuff that I, I had just written down that I've heard others do or that my coaches were telling me to do. So there was all this stuff. Anyway, a few years ago, I went through this list. And I crossed out about 80 or maybe even 90% of the tasks. I wish that I had done the math um, back then. And then I put all the remaining tasks into my schedule. So basically, I created short daily to-do lists into my weeks. I went in my calendar and gave each day three to four tasks per day to do. And I've never really looked back. I mean, sometimes I might make a list when I'm just trying to dump out all the ideas I have in my head, like everything I want to get done, or if I want to make sure that I catch sort of all the steps I need to do for a project into one place, but then I immediately start putting them onto my schedule instead. I mean, if they're worth doing. Speaking of being worth doing... Number three is that I take time to evaluate my tasks. So I regularly schedule time to analyze the things that I've done and if they've been useful. So what I mean by something being useful, it usually refers to whether or not that work resulted in maybe client-based growth, audience growth, or if it resulted in sales. But it can also mean have I enjoyed the things that I've done? I very much enjoy recording these episodes, for example, because I want people who don't have the means to work with me one-on-one to still learn and make changes on their own. It's a way for me to creatively express myself while also helping others. So I haven't monetized this podcast. It's not technically something that brings me money. Hopefully it's something that'll bring me clients, but that's really Kind of secondary to, to just being able to put all this stuff out in the world. Another way to look at this is to, um, for example, let's say that I did something to grow my email list. I did something that doubled my email list, but maybe I didn't enjoy doing that activity. I might want to find a different way, a different activity, even if it did bring me results anyway. Evaluating the things that I've done, um, the things that I do repeatedly, consistently, but also just one-off projects, um, or, you know, if I have signed up for a course or something. um, Evaluating these things helps me make better decisions about what I take on in the future, and it also helps me let go of work that hasn't served me. And whatever tasks I do decide to keep doing, I often try to figure out how I can make them go smoother, how I can make them feel a bit easier. And speaking of going smoother, point number four is that I often follow my energy. Our energy and focus fluctuate throughout the day, the week, the month, and even the year, which you've probably noticed, but the cultural expectations and then the expectations that we by extension put on ourselves. Or that we should keep up a high pace, that we should always be able to be on. And then we judge ourselves when we aren't able to. But our bodies know better. Our bodies, our nervous systems, our brains, they keep trying to tell us to slow down, to take breaks. That's why it's sometimes just so damn hard to get stuff done. Because cause we're exhausted. But the good news is that we can work together with our biology. If we can do our most impactful work, when our energy is high, we are usually more effective, we make less mistakes. And then if we take the time to rest and recharge when our bodies are telling us to, when our energy is lower, the energy will come back. We just have to trust it. We have to trust that if we recharge, then again, we'll get into that very effective um, mode after it'll come back. If you're someone who has periods, you maybe have noticed that there are weeks when you feel extra productive and clear-headed, and weeks when your thinking just isn't as clear, and your energy seems to deplete a lot faster. Or maybe there wasn't even any energy in the morning to start. This is hormonal. This is something that happens naturally, and. It's just not taken into account in like this modern i I don't know if I should say modern I mean this has been the issue since since um the industrial revolution really, when suddenly people were able to work fourteen sixteen hour days anyway, I've been paying attention to my energy levels long enough to be able to guesstimate what kinds of tasks and activities are best to schedule when. And this is maybe something that you'd also want to start paying more attention to, maybe even start tracking it a little bit. I've actually got a blog post that I'm just going to link in the show notes here uh, for this episode where I go through the types of tasks that might might work best depending on where you are either in your menstrual cycle or if you don't have periods, you might want to go with the phases of the moon and they're covered in there too. So. If you go read the blog post, I don't need to rant on like a half hour about this stuff and make this episode super long, though maybe I'll make a podcast episode about this later. Um, Let me know if that's something that you'd want to hear. Something that I've been sharing um, in the past few days on Instagram is how I get this burst of energy and I don't know brain activity, <laughs> like extra brain activity for about a week every every two to three months or so, and during this time everything just sort of flies out of me. I have more ideas and thoughts than I than I have time to write down or type. I usually wake up by 5 a.m. instead of my usual six or seven alarm, and I just pretty much immediately want to start producing something because otherwise it feels like my brain is just gonna I don't know overheat if I don't get the stuff out of me and at first when I started um, simplifying my business and trying to slow down because you know for my health and for my sleep I used to try to force myself to rest and And sleep and just take a lot of breaks during these spurts or I try to like keep myself away from work but I've learned that it's usually a good idea for me to just follow that energy to ride that wave and then I'll take a longer weekend or something like that to compensate or I'll do a very minimum work week once it fades out because usually I've gotten so much stuff done like a few weeks worth of stuff so i can afford to take a good chunk of time off so on that note we are at number five i do work hard but i strive to be intentional and selective about what i spend my time and energy on when i do at least most of the time and i also think we need to redefine what we mean by hard work we should stop thinking that only forcing and pushing ourselves to our limits is hard work. Just because I enjoy the things that I'm doing, just because I get in a flow, it doesn't mean that it's not hard work, I think. I think we should give that type of work more credit. I don't know. It's like chicken and the egg. What do you call it? Maybe we just need to, to call it easy work and still, still decide that it's It's how it should be. We shouldn't be pushing and forcing. Like We should choose stuff that comes to us easily and naturally, that feels good to do and that we can do and then leave, go away, step away from the desk. (laughs) Anyway, um, while I sometimes might work hard, balancing that out with rest and recharging activities absolutely impacts how I show up in my business. I think it's so, so important that we start to appreciate all the parts that come with being a human business owner and really just stop expecting ourselves to function like we don't have wants and needs and fluctuations in our capacity. Hey, I've just created an ebook for you with five ideas that you can use to simplify your workload. It's called Less Work, More Impact, and you can go grab it at jennahelberg.com ebook. It's free, but I do ask for your email in return, and you can, of course, unsubscribe at any time. Thank you so much for spending your valuable time with me. I hope you have a beautiful week. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you share about it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Helberg. I'm so, so curious to know who's listening, and it would, of course, also help my tiny podcast reach more cool people like you. Thanks again for tuning in. I hope to be in your ears again soon.